And we are back, and we are now officially on to the offseason. As the NFL season, the 22 season has concluded, and unfortunately, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. They defeated the Philadelphia Eagles in last weekend's Super Bowl, classic 38-35. Oh, yeah, by the way, welcome back to the Deep Press Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse. Yeah, I watched the Super Bowl, and honestly, I wasn't really fully engaged. Like, I was watching with people, but, I mean, I didn't really care for the result. But I didn't want the Chiefs to win because, obviously, they're the Cincinnati Bengals rivals in the AFC. And... Now that they're the Super Bowl champs, they're the team to beat for next season. And I like that because I think the Bengals going into this offseason, I think they can learn a lot from the Chiefs because you look at the Bengals roster right now, as it looks, on February 17th, 2023, as we record this podcast on a Friday, Bengals have a great roster. This Bengals roster could have definitely went on to win the Super Bowl this year. And looking back at the Philadelphia Eagles, that's a good football team. And like I said, top to bottom is one of the best rosters in the NFL. But the Chiefs exposed them, especially in the second half. The the Eagles defense, they weren't going to stop in a run. And Isaiah Pacheco... Had some really good runs, and then the Chiefs offense was able to move down the field at ease against that Eagles defense that everybody was like raving like them, like they're the Baltimore Ravens of 2000 type of defense. I'm not saying they're not a good defense at all. I'm just saying that I believe that if the Bengals would have went on to the Super Bowl and faced the Eagles, I would have given the Bengals a shot, even though... Yes, the Bengals' offensive line was hurt in the postseason, missing three of their starters, but I would have still given the Bengals a chance to win that game. So that's why it was kind of a bummer to see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, but it is what it is. We're on to the offseason, and this is an important offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals. You could probably say this is the most important offseason in franchise history because you have lots going on. You have players on this roster currently that are going to potentially leave. Also, you're going to have to pay some players on this roster currently as well. And we're going to start with QB1. That is Joseph Lee Burrow. And his long contract extension looming. And we've been, we've been all waiting <clears throat> since the season ended for the Bengals in the AFC title game against the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> we've been wondering, okay, when is the day <clears throat> going to happen for Joseph Lee Burr to get his contract extension? Because it's going to be a big payday. But... I feel like a lot of people are leaving the fact that even though Joe Burrow is going to get paid, he's all about keeping the core players on his team. So, you guys are probably saying, well, 
he deserves to be paid as the top quarterbacks in the league when it comes to paying money. I agree with you. I do. But I think he's all about winning. So he might take a little bit of a pay cut to keep the players like T. Higgins, players on defense, you know, resigning Jamar Chase for next season. I think Joe Burrow is all about helping the team and keeping those players around so they can go after Super Bowl rings. So, and also, I don't know if you guys were watching Super Bowl Media Week last week. I wasn't because I didn't really care about the game. But Jamar Chase was talking with the media and he said that Joe Burrow, and he, he's been knowing his boy for the longest time since his playing days in LSU. He was saying that, you know what? Joe Burrow is willing to take like less, not less of a the, the extension, but he's willing to do whatever it takes to keep the players around him on his team. So it's going to be a payday for him, but it's not going to be like the potential big payday like Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, <clears throat> that type of contract. But Joe Burrow is still going to get his money regardless. Okay? But it's good to hear Jamar Chase, one of his best friends on the team, say that Joe's all about winning and he'll do whatever it takes. And if that means taking a little bit of the cut of his money that he's going to get from the contract extension to keep the core players on this team, Joe's willing to do that. And I love that. I really love that. So I think for Bengals fans to hear that, from Jamar Chase last week. You guys can go online and, and listen to the clip. Or I can definitely pull it up right now as well as I talk about it. But that was big to hear. And Joe's all about winning. He's all about winning. He is all about just trying to win a championship and playing for Super Bowls every single year. Like he said, his window is, is, is his whole career. And he meant that. So he's going to do whatever, he's t- whatever he takes. Whatever it takes to keep the, co- the core players on his team. So in the next couple of days, weeks, we're going we're gonna to hear that notification bell ring on the phone that the Bengals are going to sign Joe Burrow to a big contract extension. And... I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. And he deserves whatever money he gets. And yeah, I I believe that. I believe that Joe, I believe the players that the Bengals have in their team right now, you know, the key players like Jamar and T, whatever the contract Joe gets, I think it's all about for him and for all of us. It's all about winning. And and the Bengals are definitely in the win mode now. I think they off they obviously believe they would they should have won the Super Bowl this year. They would have got past Kansas City in the AFC title game. And I believe that. I believe they would have they would have beaten the Chiefs. I would, I thought the Bengals would have won the Super Bowl, period. So Joe Burr's contract extension. 
Look out for that in the next couple of days or weeks or hell. As I record this podcast, he probably might might have signed the contract extension right now. And I probably would have got a notification bell right now. So I'm on the lookout during this podcast. Okay. (laughs) Yo, ever since the Bengals season ended, oh, if you go on Twitter... I'm telling you, the oppositions are just are like, man, the Bengals aren't going to keep their players. Oh, they're going to trade them. Oh, it's back to being the old Bengals, not keeping their players, not resigning the players, not having enough money. And I'm just laughing because they really are scared of the Cincinnati Bengals because they know the Bengals are going to be here to stay for a long time. And the trend going on on social media, especially on Twitter, when it comes to the Bengals and the opposition fan base of not, like, thinking that they're going to keep their players, is that T. Higgins, wide receiver number two on the Bengals team, T. Higgins will definitely be number one receiver in any team in the league right now. Social media on Twitter (laughs) already declaring that T. Higgins is going to get traded. Tegan's going to get traded to the Bears, the Packers. All of this I've been hearing the last, like, three weeks since the Bengals season ended. And I just laugh because I believe the Bengals are going to keep T. Higgins. They're not going to trade him this offseason. It's not going to happen. This is his last year. This coming season in 2023, this will be his last season in his rookie contract. And then he is up for an extension potentially next year, the year I mean the year after, or the Bengals could franchise tag him. Either way, I still believe the Bengals are going to keep T. Higgins on the team. They're not going to trade him. I think it's all depending on the numbers on Joe Burrow's contract extension. But I think the Bengals. This is a new Bengals team. This is new Bengals franchise, new organization, and how they run things, I believe that T. Higgins is going to stay here, okay? So that should not be even a question to ask, okay? So T. Higgins is staying here, okay? And to the other fan bases in the NFL that think that they have a shot at getting him, (laughs) good luck because that's not happening at all. Okay. So we look at the roster right now and who are the Bengals going to keep and who are the Bengals going to leave. Now, I'm 90% sure that safety Jesse Bates is going to leave this offseason and he's going to get probably a big contract money signing term deal with some other team. It's not going to happen in Cincinnati. Jesse Bates has been such a great player for this team. He was there in the beginning, in the down years. The first year with Zach Taylor. And then he's been such a key contributor to this Bengals franchise. Just re-up and everything. And during these last two years, last year's Super Bowl run, especially in the playoffs, Jesse Bates was so important. And this past season, he had a really good year. And... It sucks that he's going to go, but that's just the nature of the NFL business. And I wish Jesse Bates nothing but success. 
Um, a lot of team, a lot of people are saying that Jesse Bates might stay in the division. I'm hearing that that the Cleveland Browns potentially could be a landing spot for Bates. If so, I don't know how to feel about that because I feel like that's actually a good spot for him. But we'll see if the Browns are willing to pay him that much money because Jesse Bates is one of the best safeties in the NFL, and. We'll see. We'll see. Wherever he goes, I wish him nothing but success and I appreciate everything he's done for this team. And you can tell after after the game against the Chiefs the Monday after when they were in their locker rooms in Cincinnati preparing to leave <clears throat> for the season, he was talking to the media members and you could just tell that Bates was very emotional talking about his time in Cincinnati and watching that gave me kind of chills as well like saying that oh wow this is this is it this is it for Jesse Bates and he was so appreciative of everything that the Bengals organization has done Zach Taylor Mike Brown the Blackburns his, his teammates the fans the city just everything that they have done for him and yeah, it was such an emotional interview <clears throat> that he was doing with the media members the Monday after the AFC title game. So, I wish Bates nothing but success in everything he does in his new team. And he's always going to be remembered as Bengals fans. So, okay. So, with Bates leaving, is Jermaine Pratt, the linebacker for the Bengals, going to leave? <clears throat> Because Pratt had a breakout season this past year. And the last two seasons, he has been really catching the eye of a lot of people in the NFL. I think Pratt is, he's one of the most underrated linebackers in the NFL. Him and Logan Wilson. But I think Logan Wilson gets more of the talk than Jermaine Pratt. But I believe Pratt should be in that conversation. Really good at what he does. And after the game against the Chiefs, when Joseph Osai made that penalty that gave the Chiefs extra yards to kick the game-winning field goal when the Bengals were leaving the field and going into the locker room, and Jermaine Pratt was yelling at Osai and saying that, you know, why'd you make that play? Why'd you, why'd you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And honestly, it it wasn't the best look for Jermaine Pratt, but I don't think he was trying to like, like hurt Osai. That was just in the, in the heat in the moment. You're playing in such an emotional game. This is for the right to go to the Super Bowl, and the way that ended, and the way that ended the Bengals season. I mean, emotion was running high. Like I said, that was just the heat of the moment, and Pratt did apologize the day after. And he apologized to Osai. And I feel like Bengals, some Bengals fans are saying that the Bengals should get rid of him because of that. Which is utter bullshit. That's just a player that is such a competitive player like Jermaine Pratt. Just, it's just football. You get caught up in emotions. And that was one emotional ass game. And you're playing against your rival for a, sh- for a shot to go back to the Super Bowl. And avenge the loss that you had in the Super Bowl last year. And it ended like that. 
emotions are going to be running high. And he was very sincere in his apology. And I feel like I feel like some Bengal fans, not all, but some should not hold that against Jermaine Pratt and use that as a reason why that the Bengals should not re-sign him. That's just that's just stupid right there. Period. So, where I'm at when it comes to the Bengals re-signing Jermaine Pratt, I said that I was 90% sure that the Bengals are going to not re-sign Jesse Bates because he's going to leave. When it comes to Jermaine Pratt, I'm around... Man. It took me a while to think about this. Man. I think I am 60-40 with 60% saying that the that Pratt's going to test the free agency market... market and 40% that the Bengals are going to keep them. So, it's tough because I feel like the Bengals are going to resign Logan Wilson for sure. That's going to happen next season. Are the Bengals willing to pay Jermaine Pratt? Because I feel like Pratt will want to get you know, more money out of this contract that he wants to sign this coming off season. But Jermaine Pratt did say that he wants to stay in Cincinnati because Cincinnati gives them gives him the best shot to get him a Super Bowl title. And he's right. So is Jermaine Pratt willing to take less of a contract extension to stay in Cincinnati in order to win a championship? We'll see. So I'm 60-40 on 60 that he'll leave, 40 that he'll come back. Now, the, I believe that the Bengals will keep safety Von Bell. I think Von Bell has been such one of the most important factors on the defense during this two-year run of the Cincinnati Bengals resurgence. So I believe the Bengals will resign him. And then I think the Bengals will... We sign Eli Apple. Now, Eli does drive me insane at times. With just not his play, because I think he he played a great year this year. I, I think some people give Eli the bad rap because he talks a lot of shit on the field and off the field on social media and all that shit. At times, he needs to chill down, but I think that's just him being confident in himself, I think I think that's just him. With with him being dogged when he was with the Giants and then with the Saints and how he left that organization and all the fans just hating on him and then calling him burnt toast, all that, all that stuff. I think he just needed a new a new change of scene, and that's what the Bengals have given Eli Apple and. He had a really good season. He really did. So I definitely see the Bengals re-signing Eli Apple probably for just one year. And yes, he'll get burnt at times, but it's not he's getting it's not that he's getting burnt all the time. And I feel like other NFL fan bases that are the oppositions, they just look at that and then us Bengals fans, we know that Eli Apple has actually been dependable, especially this year with Chinadu Abuzie tearing his ACL. And then the Bengals have to go with Cam Taylor Britt as a rookie to start. And Cam Taylor Britt 
had a great end to his rookie season. Eli Apple was basically cornerback one after Ouzier went out. And I believe he did a good job. He really did. So I do see the Bengals <clears throat> resigning Eli Apple. <clears throat> Don't know what's wrong with my voice today. Sheesh, keep just like clearing my throat. I'm not sick or anything, but golly. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the things you guys need to look out for during the offseason. When it comes to who the Bengals are going to keep, who the Bengals are going to let go, and the potential signings that are going to illume for these players coming up. Okay. Let's move on. Before I talk about Joe Mixon, big news this week for the Bengals, okay? The Bengals were able to retain their quarterback coach in Pritchard. Their wide receiver coach in Walters. And then the Bengals were able to keep offensive coordinator Brian Callahan and also defensive coordinator, defensive genius Lou Anarumo, a.k.a. Ludini, because he's just a, a magician when it comes to just the way he just draws up defensive game plans and also his defensive strategies for game adjustments, especially in the second half. The fact that the Bengals were able to keep those pieces for next season means that there was no excuses for the Bengals not to be not to get back to the Super Bowl. No excuses. I think the Bengals now need to realize that they have to go all in. All in this offseason because in 2023 season, when that comes up, knock on wood, barring any barring any injuries, hopefully no injuries at all to the core players on this team, the Bengals' mindset for 2023 season should be Super Bowl or bust. And you're probably saying, man, that's a lot of pressure on this team. Well, this past season, the Bengals were under pressure because... The year before, they went to a bowl. They lost in heartbreaking fashion. Then you come back this year. I think a lot of people are saying, well, uh, I believe the Bengals' 2021 season and their postseason one was a fluke. And I don't think they can recreate that again in 2022. Then you have people saying, man, this, this is pressure on the Bengals. They haven't faced this type of expectations ever in their franchise with everything they did to go back to the Super Bowl, to get to the Super Bowl the way they did. Wow, lots of pressure on them. And then for the Bengals to start the season 0-2 to 4-4, to go 8-0 the last eight games of the year, and then to enter the playoffs on an eight-game winning streak, and then you beat the Ravens in the wildcard game, you dominate the Bills in the divisional playoff game in Buffalo. Then you play the Chiefs again for the second consecutive season in the AFC title game. And you were this close from being them again in Arrowhead to go back to the Super Bowl. I believe the Bengals can handle expectations. They can handle everything. They really can. All that stuff I just listed that they handled this past season. They can handle the Super Bowl or bust type of mantra for this team this year, this coming season, 2023. They can. They really can. 
So, keeping their coordinators. Oh, man, that's that's big. That is big right there. And, oof. I really thought that Lou Anamun was going to take the Arizona Cardinals head coaching position because it was down to him and then I believe it was the Eagles defensive coordinator, if I'm reading that right. And they went and went with him. And I was like, all right, okay, we get to keep Lou at a rumor. For another season, perfect, perfect, perfect. And I think a lot of Bengal players love playing for Lou and Arumo, man. And especially on that, especially the defensive players, they love Lou. And even just, just the whole team in general, they really do. And the fact that the Bengals keep him for one more year and then you keep Brian Callahan and then you keep Joe Burrow's quarterback coach here for another year. And then not a lot of people are talking about Troy Walters, the receivers coach, who's actually really good. And he was a he was one of the candidates to be the Texans believe their officer coordinator. Oh, I think their quarterback coach. Either one, he was a candidate. And the fact the Bengals were able to contain all three of them. All four of them, sorry. That's huge. That is huge. Huge, huge, huge. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I think you Bengals fans should be excited as well. And now the Bengals just have to go all in in the offseason and, and also in the NFL draft as well. So, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. All right. So news came out about, I believe it was two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. So as I read this, Bengals running back Joe Mixon had a misdemeanor menacing charge against him, menacing charge against him drop earlier, making marking a notable turn of events for his case, which may not be over yet. The warrant of the 26-year-old, which alleged that he pointed a gun at a woman's head last month, was dismissed by a Hamilton County, Ohio judge. As detailed by the Cincinnati Inquirer, All right, the original investigator for the case was initially instructed to begin a courtesy review of the matter, which allegedly took place on January 21st. So the day before the Bengals were going to leave to go to Buffalo for the AFC Divisional Playoff game before proceeding with charges. Since that failed to take place, the case has been Reassigned for a statement from the Cincinnati Police Department, the woman's in question has remained cooperative with with the investigation to date and claimed the decision to drop the charge at this time. Mixon's agent was confident that would take place. ESPN writer Ben Baby reported that, however, the possibility still remains that charges could be refiled in the future as the investigation into the matter remains ongoing. Here is a quote. The evidence will guide CPD's investigation and actions and newly obtained evidence has been has since been recovered per the police statement. Once all evidence is fully examined, criminal charges can be refiled at a later date. And it says pointing a gun, which Mixon is accused of doing as part of a road rage incident, is a first degree misdemeanor in Ohio. 
The alleged incident took place shortly before the Bengals headed to Buffalo for the divisional round game against the Bills. Since the season came to an end following the week after, leaving Mixon with two years remaining on its current contract. As the investigation is still ongoing, more, more will no doubt be announced in the near future with respect to the evidence collected and whether or not Mixon will ultimately face criminal charges upon its conclusion. Now, hearing that story about three weeks ago, I was very, I was very like, whoa, what's going on here? And then I'm like, innocent until proven guilty. So I I had to read the facts. And at first I called Cap because I was like, no. And then hearing that he pointed a gun at the alleged young woman, I'm like, okay. But the charges were dropped of the menacing charges, but they might bring this case back in the near future and say if they do get evidence of him pointing that gun at the woman, say if, there was a, say if they get video evidence, then Mixon is done, pretty much. But he's not. He's still a Bengal. What are the Bengals going to do? I have no idea. I think that we need to just, you know, look at both sides. And obviously, we haven't heard from Mixon's side. We just heard from his agent. The Bengals are definitely, you know, remaining in contact with everything that's going on with this. My thoughts is that even if this didn't happen with Joe Mixon, I still would. I, my, my thing was that the Bengals needed to go get a running back in the NFL draft, period. So... If it does come back that there is evidence to what Mixon did, then the Bengals probably have no other choice to cut him. But I don't think they're going to do that. He's been such a such a good person and such a vital piece of this Bengals organization since he was drafted out of Oklahoma. Yes, he had his that incident in Oklahoma, but you can tell he that he moved on from that. He's become a better person. And then for this to happen, it was kind of a like, damn. But let's just hope that there's nothing to it when it comes to this and that they can just move on from it. But we just have to just wait and see and just take it day by day. But Joe Mixon's still a Bengal. And I still want Mixon back next year. I think the, I think he will be back next year on this team as starting running back. But I still believe the Bengals need to go get a running back in the draft or maybe in the offseason. But more realistically, the Bengals need to go get a running back in the NFL draft. So I like Joe Mixon and I think he's done so much for this team and he's done so much with just how the way he connects with fans and doing stuff for the community. Hearing that news was like, wow. Damn, really? But you just don't know. You don't know. Like I said, you got to hear from both sides. So I'm not really going to get deep into, like, he said, she said, nah, we ain't about that. So either way, the Bengals still need <laughs> to address the running back situation when it comes to picking up somebody, whether through free agency or through the NFL draft. So that's my take on Joe Mixon. And it's just a pretty much a wait-and-see process. Okay, 
So, okay, so the Bengals, you know, the loss in the Super Bowl was because of how bad the offensive line was. That decided the game. Their loss in the AFC title game against the Chiefs was because the offensive line had their issues and it didn't help that three of their starters were hurt. So, what's next for the Bengals off of the line? Do they need an upgrade in free agency? Especially a right tackle because Lyle Collins, who was dealing with a back injury throughout the whole season, that's why he was taking those Wednesdays off during the week because he needed to rest his back. Then he tore his ACL against the Patriots in week 15. You don't know how his recovery process is going to be. So, do the Bengals need to go upgrade at the right tackle position through free agency or through the NFL draft? I would say, yes, they do. They really do. But it's all about seeing how is Lyle recovering and healing when it comes to his his knee injury that he, that he sustained on Christmas Eve. So look out for that. And then Cordell Wilson, fourth round pick, last year's draft as a rookie, started all games. And he, he did well. He really did. Now, he had his moments because he's a rookie. He's a fourth round pick. Okay. I like Cordell Wilson. And... I still think the Bengals need to get somebody in its position in the NFL draft. I think it's I think it's pretty fair, pretty fair to say, right? I like Cordell, but I feel like you can still do some more upgrading in its position. And is he going to start automatically next year? Yes, you'd probably say yes, but you just never know. You just don't know. Cordell was good, but also he had his moments. I am not criticizing him because I... The fact that he was a rookie as a fourth-round pick, he started all games this past season. Incredible. Still think the Bengals still need to get him some help or just, like, get him to compete, especially during training camp. So they do... They do get somebody in this position during the free agency or the NFL draft. Then it should be no shock to us at all. So that's something to look at as well. <clears throat> Bengals need to address the pass rush move on defense. Because in the AFC title game against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes was playing with a quote-unquote high ankle sprain. And it just felt like he was just sitting in the pocket and sipping coffee and not really getting under the rust. It was very frustrating to watch. Love Trey Nixon. Love Sam Hubbard. I think Joseph Osai had a great game against the Chiefs, but the Bengals need more. So I really hope they address the pass rush need in the NFL draft. Or free agency. So that's something that I'm looking for during the offseason. Also, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. That hopefully this will be 
the first offseason that Joe Burrow will have a full healthy slate one because this man he's had he he hasn't had a normal offseason in his NFL career ever. 2020 was COVID year. Like he had a rush things. 2021 he was coming back from an ACL injury he suffered in his rookie year. 2022 he had had appendectomy surgery two weeks before three weeks before the season started. Yeah. And you could tell he was very rusty the first three games of the season. Let's just hope that Joe Burrow gets no distractions in all season. No injuries. No, no setbacks. No body surgeries. You can't really control that. But if Joe Burrow can have a normal training camp, a normal preseason with nothing happening to him, then watch out. Because he's already... He's already warming up for the season already. He's already back in Cincinnati training. And he had about two and a half weeks to just not think about football, to rest. And now he's back at it now. So let's just hope Joe Burr just has a normal, normal offseason. <laughs> and a normal training camp. And a normal preseason with nothing happening. If he can have that, then... I think us Bengals fans can be very happy, <laughs> for real. And I think he can be relieved as well. <laughs> okay, and other news. Ken Riley is finally going to Canton as a Hall of Famer. One of the best defensive players in the NFL back in the day. Top five in interceptions in NFL history. Got the call that he's going to Canton. Unfortunately, he won't be able to see it live. But for his family to go there and accept his golden jacket for him being a Hall of Famer, was it's going to be really cool to see. And I think us Bengals fans were happy and just relieved. So I'm going to give Ken Riley a stand ovation. As the 2023 Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, Willie Anderson did not get in again. And Joe Thomas did. And I'm not knocking Joe Thomas. He was great in his position, even though he played for the Cleveland Browns. He didn't go to the playoffs at all with the Browns. The Browns were pretty much crap during his tenure, but he still balled out. I still think that Willie Anderson should have got in ahead of him, but Will Anderson's time as a Pro Football Hall of Famer will happen. So, congratulations to Ken Riley on being a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Just amazing. Joe Burrow, he won an award as well. He did. Yeah. He didn't win MVP. He didn't get no MVP votes, which is kind of funny, but I'm not shocked at all because, you know, media still does not like the Cincinnati Bengals, but it's whatever. Joe Burrow did win FedEx Air Player of the Year, so that was kind of cool. And also, the Bengals team won Best Team Celebration of 2022 for for the roller coaster celebration they did against the Ravens in Week 18. I believe who... It was someone that got the interception, or was it... 
Was this Joseph Osai's fumble recovery that he recovered in the end zone for a touchdown that Trey Henderson forced and then Osai recovered? Either way, it was a Bengals turnover. I'm sorry, it was a Bengals defensive takeaway. And then they celebrated by doing the roller coaster celebration, which was really cool. I was at that game as well, so that was that was pretty fun to watch. So shout out to the Bengals defensive team for winning best team celebration of the season. Oh yeah, Zach Taylor got no Coach of the Year votes, even though the Bengals won the AFC North for the second consecutive season, first time in franchise history in winning back-to-back division titles. Also. Zach Taylor's team started 0-2, 4-4, then finished the season 8-0, and then got the team back to the AFC title game for the second consecutive season, and they were just about minutes, seconds away from going back to Super Bowl. But he didn't get no head coaching of the year votes. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> that's, that's the one that kind of like irks me. Not Joe Burrow getting no MVP votes, but Zach Taylor not getting not even one single Coach of the Year votes. Sheesh. Sheesh. And then going into the season, everyone thought that the Bengals were going to be taking a downfall, thinking that their past, after winning, not after, after going to the Super Bowl in 2021, they thought that everyone thought that was a fluke, so they weren't going to do shit in 2022. And then for the Bengals to get back to the AFC title game, and Zach Taylor doesn't get any coach of the year votes. Yeesh. Okay. That one don't make no sense. At all. But whatever. Okay, so the NFL draft is looming soon, but we have NFL Combine as well. And uh, during this offseason, I will have a podcast either once or twice during the week. Just updating you all on the Bengals offseason, any moves. And then we'll get, we're going to get deep in dirt. <laughs> Holy shit. I had to pause myself right there. Wow. I don't know where I was going with that. I said we're going to get, we were going to get deep and dirty when it comes to the NFL draft. Like, what was, what, where was I going with that, Jesse? What I meant to say is that we're going to be talking about the NFL draft and the potential prospects that the Bengals are going to hopefully, that we want the Bengals to get in the NFL draft. So we're going to dig down and deep. Another pause-worthy moment right there. I'm about to just shut this podcast down for the whole week. So the Bengals have the 26th pick in the NFL draft. my gosh so many l's in the last like minute and a half and i'm willing to accept those l's (laughs) so as the nfl draft looms i'm gonna give you guys pretty much who i want the Bengals to get and the potential prospects that can definitely help this team get back to the super bowl (laughs) next season the super bowl's in vegas by the way so that's where the Bengals will be next year for the Super Bowl. But, whoo, that was something. Oh, boy. Talk about, talk about pause, man. Whew. Anyways, this podcast is about to wrap up. And looking forward to just talking a lot of Bengals stuff throughout the offseason.
Like I said in the beginning, it's an important offseason. Biggest offseason coming up in franchise history. But that's actually a good thing. And the Bengals know what it takes. They have the resources. It's now time to use those and just improve this team. And let's just get back to the bowl. That's pretty much their goal. Get back to the bowl and win the bowl. All right, guys, I am out, and I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.